Are you sick of hearing you don't have enough experience to get work? Visit iPath.com to get the first part of our auto damage certification for free. Hello and welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast by IAPath. My name is Chris Stanley, and we're here to help you figure out how to get work in this industry and ultimately how to claim your life. So here's the question. How do independent adjusters and appraisers like us who can't hide behind corporate logos, processes, and profits, who are spending our own money and reputation. How do we work in a way that lets us get work, assignments, deployments, and more income without wasting time or money in this world of insurance while we stand out in the crowd? That is the question, and this podcast will help guide you to the answers. My name is Chris Stanley, and this is the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Join myself and other independents on the path to non-corporate success in the insurance industry. We are IAs. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Kobe Hearn, your host, back on another exciting episode of the Independent Adjuster Podcast been gone for a little bit took a took a little bit of a break with uh, the holidays and just uh resetting and recharging back uh hopefully better than ever ready to uh answer some long awaited questions i've had and and just topics that i'd like to cover so you know this is this episode will probably transition into uh touch uh two or three other topics that i'll do podcasts on independently um, of different subjects, but but I would say this is the umbrella to kind of start out um, every podcast I do for a little while after this one. Um, I'm actually going to have them in sequential order or make sure that they are played in sequential order so that it kind of makes sense going from one to the next, at least uh, on my podcast takeovers. But, you know, instead of trying to explain too much of this title that's been in my head forever, and something I wanted to discuss is something I wrote down on uh, in my notes in my phone was life, liberty, and opportunity is what I'm going to title this podcast. So with that, let's get right into it, okay? I wrote this down a couple months ago because people kept – I kept seeing this reoccurring theme of why people get into the industry – the questions that I'm asked all revolve around three major topics, right? Life, you've heard the saying life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? But I, I'd kind of twist it a little bit to life, liberty, and opportunity. These are the three main veins of why people get into this industry, why people are either successful or struggle in this industry and and really the three i would say main you know topics or or main um coverage as far as topics or things that are asked or questions that are asked fall under one of these three titles so i want to break it down independently and, and try to bring it together okay so number one is life right so when getting into this industry 
you're making a life change, right? In, in, in your career, you know, you've got your, you've always heard it called your personal life and your professional life. Now, either you're getting into this industry because you want to change in your professional life. Okay. You want, you know, maybe more money, run your own business, whatever it is, you're getting into this industry for a career change. But I would say some people recognize this and some people don't. And and again, this can flip flop either way, but you're making a personal life decision that just because, you know, you change your career, you change jobs, it changes your life, right? It can, it has the ability to change your life for the better or for the worse, right? You know, you can go bankrupt, you can lose all kinds of money. You can make more money than you've ever made, have, you know, more freedom or time or whatever it may be. But it's, it, both of those go hand in hand. See, people try to separate those out. But what I want you to understand is, a lot of questions are based on your life, right? I get a lot of questions about, well, you know, should I do this or, you know, should, uh, how do I get into the industry and what am I going to make and how can I make more money or, you know, I I want this, this and this, right? So it's based on your life. And, And, you know, we talk about it, IA path, claim your life, right? But what does that look like to you? Even if it's professional, how that it's going to look different for you. And I, I wish I had a crystal ball. I wish I had the ability to talk to one, each and every one of you and, and tell you this is how it should look for you. But I don't know you well enough. Nobody, I don't care what they say, whether it's a book, whether it's some guy that stands up there in front of a massive crowd that has the secret to success. The secret sauce is very simplistic. You know, it's the same words you hear, integrity, trust, uh, work ethic, ethics in general, morals, um, drive, self-starting, all those words that you hear, there's no secret sauce. But in particular for you, in your life, you have to find what fits you. And, And I've had someone really close to me that was really great in this industry, especially as an appraiser that left the industry because it did not fit them to their core, whether it was the high stress, whether it was the um, crappy attitudes they ran into, but for their life and for where they were at, it wasn't that they failed. If anything, they were super successful, but it didn't make sense for them. Okay. So under the life category, I want to make that that blanket statement. Or I want to make this statement for everyone listening. You have to do what makes sense for you, right? I, I, I'm in a totally different place than you are, than Chris Stanley is, than Brad Fancher, than TJ, than any of you listening out there. You all are in completely different places in your life as far as your personal life with family, with kids, with finances, and then in your professional life, you're at different places. I spoke to one guy yesterday that was just getting started in a career. He really has never had a career. And then I'm speaking to someone that's worked a career for 40 years and is doing this as retirement, additional income, looking to transition his wife out into retirement and do this as that supplemental income. Those people are totally different in where they're at in their lives. And the advice I give has to be different and dedicated 
based on what they're telling me, right? So understand that as well as if whether you approach me or someone else in this industry, when you ask for advice, you have to give the whole picture, right? You can't just ask, well, should I take this deployment? Okay, well, what's your current? There's a million questions I have for you before. Like, what's your daily volume like? Do you want to deploy? Do you have uh, a camper? Are you going to stay in a hotel? What's your reserve finances look like? What's your wife and kids think about this? Do you have wife and? I mean, again, your whole life is is balled up into this. Like, how to explain this? The best way to say this is that I feel like you're taught from a very young age that your career defines you. I hate that now that I'm older, that we're taught that, that, you know, when, when you when you meet someone, what's one of the first questions you ask? What do you do? What do you do for work, right? The career, what they do, whether you know it subconsciously in the back of your mind, what someone else does, you are judged for, you know? it. You get a different reaction when you say you're a CEO of a Fortune 500 company versus the guy that picks up the trash locally, right? There shouldn't be. You should respect everybody the same, but that defines you and that, that somehow gives you purpose in life and that should not be your purpose. I'm getting off track a little bit, but what I'm trying to say is that, you know, you, you your career takes up an immense amount of your time. The two things you're going to spend the most time doing is your career or work and sleeping, okay? That makes up almost all of your time. I would say 25% of the rest of your time is given, um, you know, to to things that you love to do, fishing or, you know, hunting, skiing, uh, hanging out with loved ones, whatever. But that's the reality, right? And that's going to transfer transition into the liberty part here in just a second but understand that that don't let the career define you you define the career and what you want okay but the realization when i realized that you know that that society teaches you that your career defines you and that that's so wrong because they just want you as worker bees. They want you to continue to work. They don't want people retiring when they're 25 or 30. Could you imagine what that would do to the big corporations if everybody went out on their own and did, and contracted their own work and set their own hours and did what they wanted to do and, heaven forbid, took the time they wanted to take? I mean, it would change and redefine the entire economic system as we know it today. So my point being, guys, is, is understand that your personal and your professional life intertwine. They, they, they're always constantly changing, but one affects the other and vice versa. While people separate them out to talk and say balance, balance is a word that I will leave you with on this subject. You have to have balance not only in your personal life but in your professional and then balance between the two. That's the only way that you're going to have long-term success in this industry or any industry and to, to long-term happiness. Otherwise, you're going to burn out or you're going to want to be out of this industry. But think about the questions you're asking and look at it for you, right? I know you like to have me or someone else tell you what the answer is and know the right direction. But just know that in life, as with anything, there's always a, a million ways or a million choices you can make, right? Even if it's the wrong choice, it may be the wrong choice for me, but that doesn't mean it's wrong for you. 
I may say, yeah, you don't want that firm or I, I don't like that firm or I don't like that carrier, but you may have a totally different experience. So be open and honest with yourself about your life. And this all goes back to goals and my goals podcast. But I wanted to touch on that because a lot of the questions I get, a lot of the reason you get into this industry is because of your life to make life changes. And you really need to to assess those and make sure those go hand in hand. Otherwise, you may find yourself not wanting to be in this industry or not really being honest with yourself and being unhappy. The second point that transitions into from life is liberty. I can't tell you. I don't know anyone in this industry that hasn't said this statement. I want more freedom. Okay. I want more time uh, that they want to be their own boss. Right. Well, (laughs) freedom comes with quite a bit of sacrifice. If you didn't know this from our history in the United States of what freedom has cost us, um, freedom doesn't come free. That's a statement that we can universally get behind, okay? Understand this in this industry. When you get into it, right? Yeah, you're no longer under a corporate boss with a nine-to-five job, okay? But you still have a boss. While you think you're your own boss, everybody has a boss. Who's paying you? Let me make that very clear right now. There is a firm or firms paying you, which which in turn means a carrier is paying them. So you have a boss to answer to. You may be able to walk away or say, no thanks, you know, that you don't have to do it or that you can quote unquote set your schedule. But let me be honest. The freedom that I enjoy today is not what I saw when I first got into this industry. I mean, when I got into it, my hair was on fire all the time. I was stressed out. I was working 16, 18-hour days trying to catch up because my skills were not there to be max to be efficient. And I, I worked on that. But whether you're retired and you just want this as a part-time gig to just, you know, wanting to make, you know, well over six figures a year, you're still going to have to put in the work. This is a new career. This is, it's like you can't come out, well, you can, but it's not going to work very well to come out and say, I demand this, this, and this, and this because I have 20 years of marketing experience. Well, sorry, this job is not, (laughs) doesn't matter about your marketing qualifications or skills, okay? Even if you were a roofing contractor and you're switching over, it's a whole different world, guys. You're starting over, So give yourself some slack, give yourself some leniency, but more than anything, understand that you're not exactly free. If you want that business, if you want to build something sustainable and have the freedom, you have to work for it. You have to build that. It's like you can't, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, okay? Whatever you want to say, you didn't go out and build a massive, you know, 35,000 square foot uh, facility in one day. It may have taken six months or a year or two years. I don't know. But the point being is you can't just expect that you're going to walk into this industry and you're automatically going to have this thing, this business, this living, breathing business that is exactly what you want it to be. 
You have to work for it. You have to overcome trials and tribulations and things that, uh, barriers and blockades that you're going to have to run through, jump over, find a different route, stop, come back, take steps back, go around, find another route, detour, detour some more. That's, that's part of earning. You have to earn that liberty, right? Like you don't want firms up your, you know, up your, you know, what, wondering where files are and stuff. Look, you you want you have to earn that right, right? I believe in in a personal example for me that as as most of you know, I'm a franchise owner for SCA. When I call in and I tell them something, they respect what I am telling them because I have been honest. I do. They know I'm handling files appropriately and I'm getting the job done. So they are more willing to help me than the guy that's not statusing, not doing the things they want to do. And really, I say all this and, and maybe I went off on a tangent to, to bring it back on Liberty. You think you're free. Yes, you can take a vacation whenever you want, but you're not getting paid on vacation. Okay, that's how that works. You walk away from the bakery and you don't have anybody to run it. You're not making money, right? And do you have enough money to pay somebody in the first place to run it? When you come back, right, if you leave the bakery for a month, right, and close it down, how quickly do you think your customers are coming back? Even though they know you're coming back in a month, they're going to find another bakery maybe. They're going to find a substitute. They may be better than you are. Same way with firms, guys. You take that liberty to an extent, okay? But with anyone that runs a business, if you ask anyone in almost any industry, especially when they started out the first couple of years, even now, they may be five, ten years down the road, and they don't know what a vacation is. They don't. That Because they live, eat, sleep, and breathe. That is their lifestyle, is their career. They love what they do. It allows them to do other things, whether that's financial freedom. But you're going to have to make sacrifices, is my point. You're going to have to – it's a give-and-take game of freedom. You want financial freedom? Well, guess what? You're going to have to give up your personal freedom because you are not going to be able to make – ridiculous amounts of money in this industry without get sacrificing time, whether that's little Timmy's birthday, whether that's Christmas, whether that's Thanksgiving, whether that's, you know, and, and look, I'm not saying they're not understanding that, you know, grandma or grandpa or your parent or, or someone, a loved one passes away. But there's times where you're going to, you know, you're going to be faced with tough decisions and you may walk away from a deployment and you may not be able to get a deployment for six months or a year, you know, with property. I'm not saying they don't understand or if you've built up a base, but when you're just starting out, there's sacrifices that have to be made, just like in any career. I will tell you firsthand when I started out in sports and entertainment, yes, that's the career I was in, I worked 90 hours a week, seven days a week, full time while getting my master's degree at night for two years. Okay, I mean, I and I was getting paid. Oh, I think I was making fifteen hundred bucks, maybe a month in Florida. Okay, in in West Palm Beach, just to give you an idea, in that area, Boca Raton. If you have any, I, I had to rent a room. I barely survived. Okay, I was eating peanut butter and bread for most of that. Okay, so understand 
But I had to do that. It's not like that. It's not as bad as it was back then. They, uh, but I get off the track. But point being, I had to do that to get to where I was in the entertainment industry, where I finished as a uh, corporate partnerships director and made really good money. But again, the hours were still the same. Um, I had some leniency, but it was always, what have you done for me lately, right? My freedom at some places that I had built, uh, a place I was at before I I ended at my final position or final location for the company. Um, I had a ton of freedom. I, I you know went and came as I pleased because I, I hit sales goes. I I produced right. So understand that that freedom is a trade off. If you don't you know if you want a lot of personal freedom, do not expect to to make ridiculous money. Do not expect to have a a, a large amount of financial freedom. You're not going to have both. That just rarely happens, right? Unless you hit a dot-com type bubble or something. And again, that's not typical. That's not what we preach and teach because that's not that's not going to happen in this industry. I mean, property guys, you know, you talk about large loss claims. You talk about water and NFIP. You can't even be certified for water or, or, or flood loss until like five years of experience, right? You can train. You may get lucky. But for the most part, flood adjusters and large loss, you spend years before you ever get enough trust and build to do those claims and make that kind of money. That's ridiculous money. And then they also have ridiculous freedom because they may work only three or four months out of the year, make ridiculous money and take off the rest. But that's the experience. That's these guys that have worked six, eight, ten years in this industry and have earned that right. But a lot of questions I get regard freedom. You cannot have it all and understand that while it sounds nice to be your own boss, just know in your mind that it's not it's not all rainbows and butterflies. You have to earn it. Sometimes you have to get down in those trenches and you have to dig your way to freedom. You know, I think about Braveheart, you know, and, and Mel Gibson every time I say free, you know, freedom. Look what that guy gave up for freedom, okay? I'm not saying it's that bad, but it's a it's a good comparison in the sense that, you know, you have to fight for it. You have to earn it. And a lot of questions I see or am asked are based on finding that balance of freedom. And I, I, I can't tell you when it comes for you or the light switches or that you get everything under control and you have some more freedom. But if you're jumping into this, I'm telling you, your first year to two years, you should be prepared that you're going to spend late nights and early mornings. And if that's not what you wanted, if you thought you'd just transfer in or, or get into this industry and it'd just be, you know, easy, it's not. I don't care what you're looking for. You're not going to just automatically have freedom. I know some people that, you know, just onboard with one or two firms and do that. But again, things change. Stuff happens. Do what's best for you at the end of the day. But but you have to be prepared that you may have to work to get that freedom, to earn that freedom, to find that balance of what you need financially to what you need personally or professionally or time or whatever it may be. The last topic is opportunity. And remember, all three of these, life, liberty, and opportunity, all play go hand in hand, but they also are a bigger umbrella for some some 
micro things that I will discuss. These are the macros that I just wanted to cover and go over because I see so many questions based off of this that I think if you really stop and hear me and think about it, you can answer some of your own questions based on what you want, what you need, and what you're looking to get out of this career or this life, okay, or, or your life in general. But opportunity, tons of questions all the time about should I, you know, onboard with this firm? Should I, you know, should I deploy? Should I stay at home? Look, there is a, I have said this over and over again, it is a vast wasteland of opportunity out there in the insurance industry. You can be staff, you can be IA, you can deploy for property, you can deploy for auto, you can do desk uh, auto claims, collision, flood loss, hail. You can do hail claims. You can do flood claims. I mean, there's a million. You can do liability. You can do heavy equipment, RVs, recreational, just uh, ADVs, UTVs, marine, boats, crop. I mean, flood loss, or I've said that already, large loss claims, um, whatever it may be. There's a million opportunities. And every year you will get, at, especially if you're on some of the big rosters or whatever, you're going to get, you know, hey, are you willing to deploy here? Are you willing to go there? You know, you'll hear it every year that they're looking for warm bodies or someone with a pulse that will go. But you're asking me based on you, right? For me, the answer is different than you or someone else. There will always be opportunities in this industry. Just know that number one with opportunity, you have to look at your current situation. I had a conversation today with someone that has a great daily auto business going. I mean, he was saying, yeah, I'm getting low end two claims a day, six claims a day, um, high end. So averaging probably four claims a day throughout the week, right? That's pretty good. And I'm recording this in the middle of December. So for anybody in auto, you know, that's pretty good especially for the fact that I think he's only on with a couple, three firms that are feeding him work right now. But I had to ask him a lot of questions and get him thinking about what he wanted because he's talking about deploying. And for him, he realized very quickly just by a quick conversation, it's not for him. What you have to decide on is, <laughs> you know, the, the, there's some sayings here, you know, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. So you need to weigh out the opportunity. What's the cost? What's the risk? What's the reward? Does it make sense for me? Does, is that what I want, though? Like, why would you deploy if you have no desire to ever deploy? That you do not want to be chasing catastrophic events, that you don't want to be in a hotel, that you don't want to be in a camper, that you don't want to be without water or food and having to drive, you know, all over the country. Or on the flip side, maybe you hate the idea of sitting at home, waiting for work, doing dailies, or, you know, grinding it out with, you know, eight inches, 12 inches of snow on the ground when you could be deployed somewhere else, right? Or work six months out of the year doing catastrophic hail claims or whatever or property and then be done, right, for the rest of the year. But again, it goes back to your life and your liberty, right? What fits you? Find those balances or those those points and stick to them, right? For you, right? You asking me, I have a different opinion and outlook on life in general than you do. I guarantee it. Now, we may agree on, you know, whether it's politics, religion, or whatever, but that doesn't mean that my path is your path. Everybody walks a different path. There is no two people on the face of this earth that have walked the exact same path. It's not possible. 
You can't marry the same person and do everything the exact same. Okay, maybe theoretically somebody that's a, a statistician or odds maker can tell you the odds of that. But I, I, and it's possible, but uh, that you walk your own path, okay? So with opportunity, you've got to judge, does it, is it worth it? That's the first question. Is it worth it to you? With the other two things we just discussed, life and liberty, does it make sense? Is it, is it profitable? That's something I always stress in business, right? Putting profits back into your processes. So in your process of deciding if you're going to take opportunity A, B, C, what sh- you know, is it going to be profitable? What's the most profitable? What's the, the most long-term? A lot of people look at that short-term money. Oh, I could deploy and make $10,000 this month. Okay, well, you've got a daily business, let's say, that is averaging 10, you know, let's say six grand a month, right? If you're looking at what are the chances you're going to average six grand a month in a well-built and maintained and well-oiled machine of a daily business making six grand a month, which for you guys that can't do the math is $72,000 a year um, is what you're making. Let's say that's net or even gross for that matter. 72K is nothing to sneeze at. Whereas you can make, oh, go work a month or two and make 10, 15,000 a month and then come back. But you got to weigh the risk. What if you go and then you hurt your dailies and then someone else came into your territory? Not saying it's going to happen, but then you take two or three months to even try to get back that daily business, right? And then you have nothing or little to show for it. That ten grand, all of a sudden, you made in a month, or you know, twenty grand you made in two months, really doesn't look that good when you factor it out over five months of trying to rebuild your business. And let's say you end up making thirty grand in five months, and break that out. Okay, what's what makes thirty thousand dollars? Five thousand, six thousand times five, right? Okay, well, there's the math. You just made the same. But you risked your daily business. Again, I'm not saying that's exact. I'm not saying that'll happen. But I'm saying you have to weigh out the opportunities. Just like, do you want to take desk? Like, I see so many people chasing so many things. And they're so, again, pick a lane. I'm not saying don't try opportunities. But sometimes you just hit the nail on the head right out of the gate. Oh, man, I've got my cat property opportunity. I love it. I love what I'm doing. Why are you looking at auto? <laughs> like, I don't understand that. Why, If your property, is, that's what you want, you love it, you love chasing it, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, guys and gals. Find something you're really good at. Become a master of your craft, which I have spoken about time and time again, and find your niche in this industry. It's so big, yeah. It may look better as a staff with, you know, um, benefits or whatnot, but what I'm trying to really tell you is, or, or whatever it may be, or being a crop adjuster sounds neat, or airplane, or marine, or doing auto, or hey, I could do a mixture of both. Maybe you can, but it's got to fit you at your core. It's got to fit and make sense. Look, <laughs> you don't see a business, okay? We talk. I, I make the reference to a bakery, right? They make a lot of different goods, but you don't see a bakery all of a sudden start trying to be a butcher, okay? And vice versa. A butcher's not going to start making cupcakes, okay? And a baker is not going to start serving T-bone steaks out of their window, right? 
So they know their roles or they know where they fit within the food industry and they maximize that, right? Like, I'm not saying don't take your cupcake and dress it up and make it the best cupcake ever or make it, you know, I don't know, a 16-tier cupcake or cake or whatever, or your steak, you know, make sure you've got the best prime cuts, right, and it's the freshest meat or you cut it to serve or whatever it is. That analogy, all I'm saying is hone in your skills on that part of this industry. A lot of people ask me, you know, questions about should I do some liability or desk claims, it's up to you and what makes sense, but does it fit your business model and what you're currently doing and what you see the most success with? Now, if you're not seeing success and you're six months in, a year in, maybe, yeah, you need to pivot. Or just as a final parting thought with opportunity, you need to be ready to pivot. You need to be ready to adjust or to adapt, right? Yeah, like maybe get a little experience with desk claims because I don't think they're going anywhere. To give you a little hint, like I think that's something that that's always going to be needed and become potentially more prevalent as technology. There will always be a place for us as appraisers and adjusters. We have a place, but just know technology is going to make it more prevalent to where you may be sitting at home instead of having to go out and inspect these things or that you're going to play a different role in that. And that may change your entire business model or what you want to do in this industry, but understand that opportunities are always going to come and you can't take every single one. Could you? Yeah, maybe. But again, you're always going to be chasing things. It's going to hurt your reliability and your trust with certain firms. And if you try to take everything, you're going to wear yourself out. It's not, again, everybody finds what they're good at, right? You know, there's athletes out there, premium top-of-the-line athletes, right? Um, Deion Sanders is a great example, okay? Barry Sanders, who, whatever. But you can look at those guys. They can play multiple sports. They could, but they focused in on one sport that they were really great at. And maybe every once in a blue moon you see one that pivots out and is good at another sport. Okay, very, very rare, but they pivot out to another sport. It's in the same vein, right? But they stay in their lane of baseball or basketball or whatnot, and they accelerate or they 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 stand out. They're the cream of the crop in that that department and that sport. And yeah, they may change, but even within that sport, they have their own roles, right? You don't see everybody hitting home runs or everybody as a starting pitcher. It just wouldn't work. Everybody's got their roles. So I wanted to come to you and just talk about those three topics and to summarize, life, liberty, and property. Your personal and your professional life go hand in hand. Your liberty, you have to sacrifice some liberties to get others. You can't have it all. You can't always be completely free all the time. If you do, it's not going to work in this industry. You have to find out the balance there and the balance with your life. And then last but not least is assessing opportunity and how it fits into those other two pieces and then balancing them all together. I I did not and I will not acknowledge the reference of it's a juggling act. It should never be a juggling act between those. It should be a balance like a weighted scale. If you had three places to put these, right, on a weighted scale – they should balance or make sense for your life. Some may be higher than others, but that is how 
you have sustainability, and that's how you need to look at every decision you make in your business, life, liberty, and opportunity, guys and girls, okay? Hopefully, this was helpful. This was an umbrella and a preface or a uh, precursor to some other episodes that will follow this, and I want you to have these things on your mind, okay? Life, liberty, and opportunity. And guys, appreciate you listening. Thanks. This has been another uh, Independent Adjuster podcast episode with yours truly, Kobe Hearn. Hope you learned something. Look forward to seeing you on future uh, podcasts that I do and that Chris and Brad and those guys do. And keep walking your path and claiming your life. Are you dreaming of a career in auto damage, but find yourself not meeting the experience requirements? You can try the first part of our seven part auto damage certification for free. This allows you to dive deep into auto damage training with no strings attached. And if you love it, you can continue on and purchase the full program. With this certification, you gain not just in-depth knowledge and skills, but also an all-access pass to our exclusive community, a full year of mentorship, and yes, get the two to five year experience requirement waived with over 40 firms. Your future in auto damage begins today. Visit iPath.com to start your free trial and discover where iPath can take you. iPath, claim your life.